You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Are you too? Good morning, good morning, everyone. I uh, I don't know what's going on today. Please tell me <clears throat> you can hear me. I no. today was today was weird. Steve Garfield already has raised his his hand. Come on up. How are you, Steve? Welcome. Hey, Joseph Jaffe. I can hear you. Could you hear me? Could you hear me when you were in the audience? Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Well, today today um, was a little weird. Um, it was just a weird start to the morning. I was driving home, as I do every morning now, and got stuck um, in the uh, Staples High School, Bedford Middle School, um, you know, drop-off, school drop-off line. And then one, two, three, four cop cars flew past and two fire engines and all turned up into north. And uh, all I could think of, in fact, unfortunately, what anyone can think of in this time that we live in is something wrong at the school. Um, and uh, sadly, you know, this time of school shootings and, and, uh, and, and difficulty in, you know, with our most precious 
cargo and our most precious assets, our children. So I have no idea uh, what's happening, but that's why I was a little late. And um, <clears throat> and we'll find out, I guess, soon enough what's going on. Hopefully it's nothing to do with the school. In fact, if it was, we probably would have got a text. Um, but, you know, it just made me think of this idea. Today's Wellness Wednesday. First of all, welcome to you, Steve Garfield. Let me, let me, uh, let me, I will set the scene and give you a sense as to what we're doing here and, uh, and why this is and how this has evolved from our after shows from Corona TV slash Joseph Jeff is not famous. But before I do, how are you? How's life? How's your mom? I'm good, and she's good too. Thanks. I'm, so this is my first experience with this, and the funny thing is, I was I'm sitting at the breakfast table having some juice, and I just had some peanut butter and crackers. I'm getting all fueled up to go skiing today. And and all of a sudden, I heard you talking <laughs> coming from my iPad, and I had to go find. What what window this was because I got this in, intro, introduction to this yesterday or the other day and I I think I left the window open so your show just started and that's how I found you this morning. Amazing. So I'll I'll, I'll give you a lay of the land for people that are listening now to the podcast version of it as well. First of all, just a hello to Tim and Christopher Shadows Pub and Bears and uh, just a reminder to those of you that are live today that the PO app is set up and uh, we'll be live uh, 8.59 to 9.14. I kind of like that window. The uh, What is the secret word? Um, I don't know what the secret word is. It's somewhere here. I'll find it soon enough and uh, and we can all take advantage um, of this particular poem, and I'm suddenly thinking, like, I don't know what the what the secret word is, but we'll find it uh, out soon enough. Um, Steve, the way that that this has evolved, it's it's virtual coffee. The idea, I mean, if you take a step back, it's connected to it's connected to um, Alpha Collective. It's connected to this idea of creating community around the business of Web three, but really about community about whatever's on our mind a sense of connection a sense of belonging um a sense of um you know of um i would say unity in in a time when we are you know whether we were always working from home or whether we're now working from home because of this new normal and we still work for companies but one of the things that that we've lost is that connection and so the thinking is 8 to 9 a.m. eastern it's uh, it's a pretty good time, even when you think globally, to have um, to to get your day started on the right foot, on the front foot, as that introduction reads or as that in- introduction explains. Um, whether you are walking the dog, whether you're sitting about to have breakfast, um, whether you're commuting, whether you're getting the kids ready for school uh, on the treadmill, it it and of course, if people don't want to actually be here live. Um, then they can take advantage of the podcast, which is generally up within 30 to 45 minutes of the show um, ending. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a habit. It's an atomic habit. It's something that, that um, is designed at least to, to, to help, you know, to me, like when, when I even think about the show now uh, of Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous, you know, my, my brand is really built on three things. Uh, as I as I start to kind of tweak it, uh, one is education, one is inspiration, 
and one is entertainment. And um and and there you know you can maybe re revisit the word entertainment you can call it experience. Um but I think the thing is is that you know I I just wrote the um uh, um not a forward but an endorsement for Josh Burnoff's uh, new book. And uh I'll read it to you. I don't even know if he's read it yet. Um but the book is called uh, Build a Better Business Book. And this is what I wrote. I said most business books are boring and they're self-serving and they take something that could have been written in a tweet and repeated 300 times across 300 pages. The industry needs help. Fortunately for all of us, that help comes courtesy of Josh Burnoff in Build a Better Business Book. I know I, wrote, I, I know I won't write my next book without reading this book first. You know, just between us, I would be referring to book number seven, not book number six, because book number six is kind of written. Uh, I just have to get off my you-know-what and, and edit the damn thing. And I'm really glad that, uh, I'm really glad that uh, Sharon uh, is not here. By the way, and here's, <clears throat> here's a funny thing. That's how I started life after the 30-second spot, with that statement, almost, I think almost verbatim. I'm, I'm actually opening up the book now uh, to see, you know, if I can find it. But I just felt like we need to do something different. We need to, like, the entertainment factor is important. You can't bore your customer into buying your product. You can't bore someone into being able to, um, you know, engage with you. Um, so I want to find out where where I said it. I, I know it's in here um, somewhere, um, but uh, when I find it, I, I will read it to you. I'm walking and chewing uh, gum at the same time. Um, but, um, yeah, here it is. So this is what I wrote on page XVIII. What is that? 18, I think. And I said, uh, most business books out there take 250-plus pages to make 1.250-plus times. Remember, Twitter didn't exist yet. They elaborate and expound on a problem in superficial terms with few suggestions and solutions. Most business books are also instant cures for insomnia. I attempt to tell my story with a strong emphasis on being prescriptive, proactive, practical, and pragmatic. I zero in on the solution in a way that is engaging, provocative, and above all, not boring. I work hard to keep your eyelids wide open. If I offend you in any way, I wholeheartedly do not apologize. This is tough love. I love and care about the business and the people in it, and that is why I'm telling it like it is. From a self-serving standpoint, I try to mention some of my clients as often as I can, except I call it branded publishing and will charge them to the hilt for doing so. Finally, I make predictions about the future. In the event these predictions come to pass, I invite you to sign up for my I Told You So email newsletter where I'll be able to celebrate the successes of being right. In the event my predictions are proven to be hopelessly inept and off base, I invite you to draw on your human nature of forgetfulness and move on. So you can see I was uh, a little snarky uh, in 2004. Just, just a little, just a little snarky uh, in 2004, the way back when. So, um, Praxim and Slick, you've joined us as well. Remember, yesterday we set ourselves a goal of being able to get to, I think it was 20 people uh, by the end of March. Steve Garfield is here. I sent out a note uh, to all of my regulars 
um, from the original Corona TV when we really were all trapped at home. We were all completely, um, you know, wondering what the hell was going on with this this virus. And uh, and and I did my show, and then we did a thirty minute after show. We did a thirty minute uh, Zoom after show, and it was just, you know, it was just incredible. Uh, Steve was the one person that pushed and pushed and pushed me to keep it going. Uh, he said this was the real magic, and he wasn't wrong. Um, and you know, if if anything, and it's it's you know, it's it's not, it's just it is what it is. Um, we weren't able to turn it into four, five, six hundred, a thousand people, but if we had, it wouldn't have been the same. So what happened is we ended up with a little family, and uh, and now we have a family again. It's a bunch of different people, um, but we're going to grow it. We're going to grow it a little bit, not not a lot. Um, and our goal, of course, is everyone tell a friend, tell a colleague. Um, we're going to do this together. We're going to see if we can get to twenty people um, at the end of March. So final thing, Steve, and this is just a concierge introduction to you. Um, Monday is kind of Manifestation Monday. Tuesday is Thought Leadership Tuesday. Today is Wellness Wednesday. doesn't mean we'll always talk about health and wellness and mental health and, you know, um, and skills, um, but we generally try to. Um, and at the very minimum, just the ability for me to say to everyone who's here and listening, hey, how's it going? Are you okay? Is everything going going okay? Uh do you need someone to talk to? Do you need a shoulder to cry on? Do you, do you, are you angry? Do you want to vent? Um, how can I help you? How can you help me? How can we help each other? So that, at the very minimum, is where and when you might come onto stage and choose to. Um, most people don't come onto stage except on Friday. Thursday, we do live book reads. Tomorrow, uh, Praxim is driving, turn the ship around, you know, always steering the book, turn the ship around. Uh, maybe our last time, I think, Nick, uh, uh, t- tomorrow. Um, and then on Fridays, No Agenda Friday, where actually everyone is invited onto stage where nobody comes with an agenda. And, you know, for the most part, I don't come with an agenda either because, you know, conversation is just about every single time somebody puts something in the back chat, it is a conversation starter. And um, when somebody makes a comment, when somebody asks a question, um, it's an opportunity to go on what I would call a welcome tangent, a welcome tangent. You, you know, surprise and delight. Life is surprise and delight. How many times, I think Mitch Joel once called it the squiggly line. Um, how many of us are in the profession and in the job that we trained for, that we always thought we would end up in, that we as a kid um, dreamt of becoming? Um, I don't remember for the most part what I dreamt of becoming. Probably astronaut was in there, I think, maybe a professional footballer, soccer player. Unfortunately, I was uh, short and chubby and not very good at soccer. Um, um, and so that never materialized much. Um, but but it's, it's realizing that you may start down one path and end on another. So y- yesterday I had Randall Crowder on the show, um, and, you know, Randall um, was a captain in the army. Um, he he was there for five years, two years in combat. I think he got two bronze stars. And I started off by thanking him for his service. And then I played the, the clip from Curb Your Enthusiasm about thank you for your service. And we both laughed. And we actually ended up with um, having a whole conversation about woke and politically correct and 
uh, and about authenticity and about being yourself. Um, it was it was a refreshing conversation. It's a conversation that kind of went in in a bunch of amazing directions that I, I had no idea we would go in those directions. You know, we spoke about intention. And to me, it was like an amazing concept because it's intention that ultimately informs authenticity. It's what's your goal here? What's your motive here? What are you kind of like, what's the ulterior motive, uh, so to speak? And so the conversation, as I said, went in surprising, unexpected directions because because that's what I've created. That's the process I've created. It's not for everyone, meaning it's it's really hard. It's it's not that easy as a host to be able to um, almost kind of lean into a version of 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 ADHD where you are. Uh, it's scary sometimes. The amount of times I actually lose my train of thought, and then I kind of just you know hope it comes back to me, and often it does. Um, but um, I've just done the the show notes. We also had an amazing conversation about the concept of discipline. Because, you know, the military aspect of discipline. And we're basically saying, you know, discipline's got a bad rap. When we say we're going to discipline our children, you know, we, they need more discipline. For whatever reason, you know, we need to reclaim discipline. We need to rebrand discipline. Discipline is not corporal punishment. Discipline is not autocratic, you know, uh, leadership or rebuking. Discipline is is a, is an atomic habit. Discipline is being able to actually you know structure your life, your day um, with with rigor, you know, with these positive, repeatable atomic habits. Discipline is showing up to to the collective cafe every day, being disciplined about it. And uh, and and he said, you know, I, I love this concept. He spoke about. Um, he said, discipline might just be the last great competitive advantage. What a great quote that is. What a great line that was. And we actually ended the show talking about, um, you know, uh, how hard it is. First of all, we spoke about the, you know, the, the opportunities that come from, uh, from being in the military in terms of entrepreneurship and business. Um, and certainly there is no better example than Startup Nation and what, what has happened and what the Israeli military has been able to produce in terms of, you know, brotherhood, sisterhood, community, inner circle, but also, you know, knowledge and access to things like uh, security and and privacy and secure communication and secure transactions. I mean, PayPal was born, Skype and PayPal was all born from the Israeli military. But we also spoke on the flip side about how hard the transition can be to get back into civilian life as well. Um, and, um, and of course, you know, I would have been remiss if not making the point that we need to treat our veterans better and we need to take care of them so much better than we already do. There is so much, you know, PTSD and mental health um, anguish and mental um, uh, instability that happens. And he also said this like great quote. He said, don't disclaim yourself. First of all, how do you define yourself? Who defines who you are? Do you define yourself or do others define you? I mean, I think the point is very clear. No one should define you. You should define yourself. But the flip side of that is, and this is a quote from Randall, he said, don't disclaim yourself, right? 
don't disclaim yourself. And I, I kind of just, what I took from that, he didn't elaborate, it was right at the end, but it's just like a disclaimer. Don't caveat yourself. Don't, you know, don't be the first person to talk yourself down. You know, how, how often is, how often have we seen someone who's like made the sale and they continue talking and you're like, you know, don't unsell this, you know, like you've already made the sale. Don't, you know, <laughs> don't screw it up now. So don't disclaim yourself. Don't caveat yourself. You know, don't, don't be your worst critic. Be your best supporter. You know, when you put yourself out there to the world, pause, be quiet, be silent. It might, fi- it might seem uh, awkward. It might seem a little scary. Um, but ultimately, um, it, you know, because you're, you're waiting for the shoe to drop. You're waiting for... You, you know, you're, you're, you're waiting for the, you know, for the, 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 the sting. You're waiting for the catch. Um, but who's to say that there is one? Who's to say that, that there is a catch coming? Why should there be one coming? Um, and, um, you know, again, it comes down to this idea of the silence, right? Enjoy, enjoy the silence. Love the silence. The silence is so powerful. Um, and, and we are just super, super, super awkward around it because, and it comes from negotiation, right? I mean, we've heard this, which is the person that speaks first loses. So in, in a negotiation, it is the person who speaks first that loses. You declare what your price is. You declare what your ask is. You declare what your offer is, and then just stay silent. Like that. Now, if we were all on stage, how, how long could we have lasted for in that silence? And, you know, I spoke as well because I probably started feeling a little insecure and awkward too. People listening might think, wait, what happened? Did, uh, did my iPhone die? Did, uh, is there a technical problem? By the way, I found the secret word, and when you see the poem as, as well, the secret word today is shave, one word, lowercase, and we'll be live 8.59 to 9.14. Steve, you just have to download poep.xyz, the app, and you will get a poep that will prove that you were here today. You were here today. No one can ever fake it. No one can ever emulate it. No one can ever claim that they were here today if they don't have that POAP. Who knows? Maybe one day I will turn around and say, anyone that has the shave POAP, I will treat them to a shave with me. We'll go to a barber shop and have ourselves uh, a nice hot towel shave as well. So that brings up this idea of, you know, what do you do to take care of you? What do you do to pamper yourself? What do you do to treat yourself? Do you feel guilty when you do that? Do you feel like you should be helping somebody else? Remember the whole, you know, the analogy, as much as I don't like it, you know, when the masks drop from the plane, put the mask over your mouth first, your mouth and nose before helping others. If you don't help yourself, how can you help others? If you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? If you don't love yourself, how are you going to love others? <clears throat> so what do you do to take care of you? When I was in, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was in London now, 
I went uh, for a haircut and a shave, was part of the VIP package and at a barber in Hampstead. You know, I feel like there's something, again, so authentic about going to a barber in, in the UK, in London. Um, I will say, um, you know, I, I will say that um, as long as they're not called a Sweeney Todd or a Sweeney Toddler, uh, you know, you're in, you're in good shape. Um, but um, I'll tell you about it now. I just got, I just got the email uh, to give you that update. Uh, during the arrival period at uh, Staples High School this morning, a vehicle entering the campus slid into the building, causing an accident. Fortunately, no injuries have been reported. Um, the department, police and fire have evacuated the building to check for any safety issues, including a gas leak. They've since determined it's safe to re-enter the building and will continue their work in investigating the cause of the accident. We appreciate the swift action to allow the school to reopen. So, you know, we'll come back to shaving in a moment and treating yourself. But, you know, I, I called this today's episode Blink of an Eye because in the blink of an eye, everything can change. It really, it really is a split second. There can be a split second generally that can be the difference between life and death, uh, between success and failure, um, a game of inches. Life is relatively a game of inches. They talk about, you know, whether it's football, soccer, um, you know, um, most sports can be often a game of inches. Well, life may not be a game of inches, but life is uh, a game of moments, of blinks, um, of of split decisions that can be the difference between, you know, life and death, uh, that can be the difference uh, between continuing on the road you were on and being taken down uh, another path, uh, maybe even a, a, an awful one that there is no coming back from as well. You can imagine if you were actually um, on North today, if you were actually uh, entering the school and seeing these um, police cars and fire trucks going into the school, that feeling of dread, that feeling of doom. Uh, what if you were a parent and you just dropped your kid off and you were on your way out and now seeing all the cars coming in? Um, yes, it is uh, indicative of the times we're living in, but it also shows you why it's so important to be present, to be in the moment, and to make the most of every moment we have. It's one of the reasons why I feel even this collective cafe, every day needs to be a good day in the collective cafe. There needs to be an insight. There needs to be a moment. There needs to be a highlight. There needs to be something that you would want uh, to be sharing with someone else. This is what I heard. This is what I learned. This is you know, what I experienced today. Here's a thought. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, looking at, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the comments now. Uh, Praxim said, in technical sales, we call this theme of overselling, breaking yourself into jail. Yeah, exactly. Um, so overselling, you know, sometimes you just got to keep uh, qu uh, quiet. <laughs> Shadows Pub said, shaving is something I've never done. Oh, wait, because I'm a woman. Oh, you know what? Thank God you're a woman. And I forgot you're a woman. Um, and, th and I was just thinking, like, there are too, you know, too many men in the collective cafe. Shadows Pub, your goal, your, your assignment, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to bring more women into the collective cafe. Uh, Slick says, is there a difference between discrediting yourself and being honest about your weaknesses? 
Um, and Shadows Pub responds, there is. Like, doing an honest inventory is not discrediting. Discrediting yourself is more along the lines of not living with integrity. Wow, those are amazing, amazing uh, builds as well. Just as a reminder, anyone can come up to the stage if you have the barrister role, and if not, you can always raise your hand. Otherwise, I will continue to interact with you uh, in, in the comments. Is there a difference between discrediting yourself and being honest about your weaknesses? I think the key there, for me though, is being honest about your weaknesses, right? And it's funny how, you know, Shadows Pub, you know, you focus on the discrediting yourself, but are we being honest about our weaknesses or are we being too harsh on ourselves? You know, one of the things that I even wrote in the book is, is everyone has a story. Like my goal, hey, Jensa, my goal as a host is to, is to allow everyone to tell their story. And every story is compelling. Randall Crowder's story is amazing. You know, I mean, Randall, uh, you know, besides serving in the military um, and uh, two of those in active combat, listen to his fun facts. He can sleep anywhere. Uh, he slept on the drive into Iraq in 2003. Now, that is one place I would not be sleeping. Um, he developed a top-secret algorithm that increased the predictability of roadside bombs by over 50%, and his goal for wealth is to create second-chance puppy ranch and cow sanctuary. I can do an entire show on just those three fun facts, let alone what he does for a, you know, his day job. The day job part is easy, but when you actually start to humanize people and let them tell their story, it is fascinating. And I've always felt like a bad show is always on me, always on me, never on my guest. It is my job not to make my guests interesting because they already are, but just to give them the, the, the opportunity um, to tell their story. And so when we go back to that, that, that very provocative point um, that, or question, being honest about your weaknesses, I mean, really, what is, what is a weakness? By the way, Shadows Pub says, true, we can be too harsh in our sense of weakness, which is where it's important to have someone who will give honest feedback to help with discernment. Remember the conversation we had in the Collective Cafe a week or two ago about the standalone entrepreneur and the fear from the C-suite was that the standalone entrepreneur would, wouldn't fit in to the corporate culture and might destabilize the corporate culture, um, that, 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 that the standalone entrepreneur was too rogue or renegade or independent to fit in. But instead of turning the weakness into the strength, what if the weakness is the strength? Remember that whole conversation. And if you are joining us late or live, um, or you know, go f uh, search for that because uh, it really was, in my opinion, one of our best conversations. Uh, it probably was the uh, the episode about my concern is. I think that was the title of it. My concern is. So, what if the weakness is the strength? Um, Praxim says, there's nothing wrong with having a weakness. My thought is that, is that my thought is that, is, is do you lead with your weakness or with your strengths? Well, we can come back to that. But, you know, the whole thing is, again, what if the weakness is the strength? So that's the first point, right? So if you're being honest about your weakness, um, there's another part to it as well, which is, look, I will never be a professional uh, footballer. Um, I most likely 
most likely will never have a six-pack. Um, I will never fly. There are some things that I will never do that are physically impossible. Uh, there are others that are probably just physically improbable, like the six-pack. I have a one-pack. It's just one. There, there's no demarcation with my stomach. Um, but, you know, when, when you think about being honest with yourself about what is actually physically impossible, um, everything else is possible, right? I mean, every single one of us can go out and run a marathon, for the most part. For the most part, every one of us has the potential and the capability. I've done it. I ran a marathon. I never thought I would. I never thought I would do it again. I've done it twice. At this point, I'm probably never going to run another one again. But never say never. Why? Because my hip and my knee and my this and my that, and I'm heavier now, but it's all bullshit at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I probably could run another marathon. One of the proudest moments for me as a parent was when my son who, you know, uh, my youngest who um, has, you know, transformed his, you know, he was short, he was he was overweight, he's now growing beautifully and he's, uh, you know, thank goodness he has my wife's metabolism, I would think. He, he has an amazing, he's, he's skinny, he's, he's, he's great, you know, for him, for a kid, you know, for self-esteem, for all of those, those reasons. But I remember saying to him, we are going to run the turkey trot five miles uh, on the morning of Thanksgiving. And this kid couldn't literally run, you know, to the, to the, you know, to the mailbox and back. And, and we did it. And we did it by eating that elephant one bite at a time, by starting off and just running, you know, to the mailbox and then a quarter of a mile and then half and then three quarters and then one and then training, training, training. And I incentivized the crap out of him. I told him that we would fly uh, business class uh, to London and go see his first Spurs game, his first two Spurs games, um, which we did. Um, but he did it. He ran He ran five miles. Uh, as a probably now a 10-year-old or 11-year-old maybe, I don't think he was older than 11. Um, in fact, I'm fairly certain he wasn't because it was definitely two or three years before COVID. Um, so it would have been, he was probably about 10 and he ran five miles. How many of you have run five miles before? Um, most importantly, how many of you are going to run five miles uh, by this Thanksgiving, by the turkey trot? Um, as an aside, I've, I emailed 29029, you know, the, the thing that Billy Bowie is doing, the idea of climbing Everest. Um, I was meant to uh, uh, climb Snow Basin in August, um, and I've asked to either defer or cancel uh, just because, you know, mentally just going through this, uh, th- this year has definitely started off uh, rocky, shall we say, and, and you know, with, with the loss of my mom and a lot of travel and just, you know, physically I'm just not feeling on top of my game. Uh, I haven't canceled. I'm not going to cancel, um, but I'm either going to defer. Most likely I'm going to defer until, until next year, and they'll just transfer me over to next year. Um, so you never say... You never, you know, I love the idea of a deferral, right? Rather than just being able to cancel. Not, it's not no, it's just not now or not yet. It's a much better way. So physically, I'm going to do it. Um, I just, you know, I'm also giving myself a little bit of grace rather than have to plow, rather than have to plow up that mountain in August, you know, which is around the corner already. 
Um, it just felt like, you know, I wasn't quite ready for it. Now, again, I could do it. Five months is more than enough time to train. March, April, May, June, July, and then August. Five and a half months? Hell, I could train for the New York Marathon right now in five and a half months. Um, but I just felt like, you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel like now uh, was the right time. And so, you know, this comes down to this idea of, you know, going back to shaving, right? Um, for me, I loved it. It was important for me. I went and I lay in that chair and there were a couple of things that, that I'd never experienced before. One was this like like long stick with like cotton wool or, uh, you know, and, and then and then kind of dipped it in like what was like liquid paraffin and whatever and set it alight. And it was like flaming and then he like just waved it past my ear uh, to get rid of the like ear hair. And it's like, I was like, uh, that was the weirdest feeling. I've never experienced that before. And I was like, I can smell burning. Like, you know, are you sure I'm not on fire at the moment? Like, I did not like the burning smell that I could, I didn't know if my hair was on fire or if, if, if I was on fire. So that was maybe the, the, the surprising downside. But the surprising upside is he had like a steam machine and the steam machine just while he was shaving me was just constantly putting hot steam on my face. It was so relaxing as well. And, um, you know, that's what I did. I did it for me. Um, I, I, I could have just taken my, you know, dollar shave, um, you know, dollar shave club razor and, and, and shaved in the hotel room. But instead I spent a little bit of money on myself uh, and I rewarded myself um, just because, just because, um, because I deserve it, because you deserve it, because we all deserve it. We all deserve um, these moments. And and I suppose when we disclaim and we discredit ourselves um, and when we, when we focus on our, when we focus on our weaknesses, we don't feel like we deserve the treat. We don't deserve the massage. We don't deserve the upgrade, but actually we do. But actually we do. Praxim said, I just signed up for a new 5k later this year, not quite five miles. Well, that's amazing. I mean, the fact that you did that right now during the Collective Cafe is is incredible. You know, and then you set yourself a goal and you set yourself a target and you set yourself a schedule, you know, and you eat that elephant one bite at a time. And, um, you know, as I'm even talking to you today, I'm suddenly feeling like, why, why am I canceling? Why don't I just do this thing in August and, you know, and, and dedicate it to my mom and, you know, and climb Snow Basin in August? I, I imagine it's going to be pretty warm. Uh, it's interesting in Utah. I would imagine it's probably really warm during the day and uh, fairly cold at night. It's probably an amazing experience as opposed to switching to Stratton which is where Billy Bowie is climbing, um, and he's doing that in October. <clears throat> the other thing I, I've inquired is maybe if I can do Stratton this year, because he is doing it this year too, and then we get to do it together and experience it together. So it's funny, as I articulate it, I suddenly feel like I'm copping out. I suddenly feel like, why am I taking the easy way out? Why am I shying away from something that I've already committed to? I've committed to it. I've paid <clears throat> three of the six installments. It's not cheap. But, you know, I mean, what better way to to honor my mom and spend time with myself and maybe even spend time with her, you know, in a very spiritual way. Um, so, you know, 
the ink's not dry on that one. I'm, I might just reverse my position. And, you know, what, one of the things that's so, like, so interesting is I, I'm a big believer in talking, right, in articulating. I spend a lot of my time listening on the show, and I love it. You know, becoming an active listener has been one of the best gifts that I've ever um, been given by the powers that be. Um, I went and and um, and did uh, AI show notes just to see how the AI show notes compare with mine. Um, and I just want to, like, this is kind of interesting. So I'm just going to read this, uh, well, not just read it to you, but... Um, you know, what, what otter.ai does is it actually, um, first of all, tells you the keywords, uh, people, blockchain, discipline, web, Randall, which is his name, uh, military, portage, which is actually a commenter, uh, Joseph, my name, intention, important, call, money, trust, token, life, fun, power, service, world, and talk. Um, He's actually his business is actually in the Web three space, almost like the um, the Rakuten uh, of Web three <clears throat> of loyalty using Web three. It's very interesting. Um, I'll, I'll put the the links to his company in the show notes. But the thing that that I looked at was speakers, and normally, you know, like today, I mean, if nobody comes up, I will be talking a hundred percent of the time. But it said speaker eight. Joseph, 38%. And I love that. I love seeing myself. uh, And by the way, there were like nine speakers. So who are the nine speakers? That's all in in the intro, different guests on my show. Um, You know, um, so those are the speakers at one and less than 1%. Um, But also in this particular case, I showed the the Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I guess... Uh, you know, Larry David might be a uh, part of that as well. But Joseph, 38%, Speaker 8, which is Randall, 54%. Um, it's great to listen. It's a gift. It's an absolute gift to listen. You know, it's a gift to receive. It's a gift to be in the in the audience. Um, and it's a gift to, and, and an audience deserves a gift, which is the POAP, uh, for being in the audience. So, it's an actively passive role. Or it's a passively active role. It's a very, very powerful role. And, and as I've said before, for me, just the ability to articulate and talk to you, talk, you know, I, not at you, not down to you, but to, talk not, but to talk with you, even if you don't respond, you respond through texts. Sometimes you come on to stage, sometimes you don't. It helps me. It helps me figure things out and move forward. It's helped me already think, maybe I do want to go ahead and just run with this commitment and, and, and finish it and get back into the swing of things. Maybe I'm just feeling a little out of sorts because, because I've been traveling three times to South Africa because you know uh, of work pressures, because of all the uncertainty in the world and so I don't feel grounded. I don't feel in control. I don't feel, um, you know, I don't feel like maybe this would be the right thing for me at this time. But you know what? Again, what if the weakness is the strength? What if that is exactly the reason why I should be doing it at this time? So it's constantly this flip. 
I'm like starting to think about that a lot with everything, you know, which is, which is even listening to this mindset coach um, that, I, that I was listening to in the diary of a CEO, you know, um, he was saying, you know, he was saying, who are you? Who do you want to be? Who don't you want to be? You know, and in some cases, that might be an easy starting point. You know, where are you moving towards and, and where are you moving away from? In some cases, what are you running away from? Uh, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's okay to run away. Fight, flight, or freeze. Why do we always have to do fight? Or, you know, and there's another one as well. There's a new F. I just forget what it's called. Forage. No, it's not forage. Flight, fight, freeze, or uh, I don't know. Maybe one of you will help me with that. Um, but sometimes we're going to fight. Sometimes we're going to run. And sometimes we're going to freeze either out of fear and hope somebody steps in or maybe just freeze. Maybe freeze can mean stand our ground as well. Um, all of them are healthy. And it really just, it's always going to come down to context and what works for us at that particular point in time. I've been, uh, I've been thinking a lot. I just put in the, in the, in the back channel um, or fawn. What is fawn? Fawn is like to f- prostrate yourself. Uh, or, um, I mean, I kind of know what the word means, um, but, but in context of fawn, uh, let's see, a fawn is a baby deer, a young deer in its first year. Uh, it's also a light yellowish brown color. Uh, it's not helping me in terms of what does it mean to fawn someone? Fawn implies seeking favor by servile flattery or exaggerated attention. Wait is fawning over a celebrity. Toady suggests the attempt to ingratiate one's, oneself by an abjectly menial or subservient attitude. Who the hell's Toady? Uh, this is from Miriam Webster. I'm so confused today. Um, Praxim says fawning refers to consistently abandoning your own needs to serve others, to avoid conflict, criticism, or disapproval. Fawning is also called the please and appease response and is associated with people-pleasing and codependency. I can tell you that I suck at fawning. (laughs) I'm really bad at it, I think. Um, But guess what today's title of of, um, the episode is going to be? Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Um, Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. You know, sometimes you got to you got to kiss kiss the ring or kiss the arse of your boss. Sometimes you you got to take one for the team. It's not a bad thing, I suppose. Um, at the end of the day, um, and 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 again, it comes down to, I think, being flexible, being flexible, being honest, uh, being open. Um, you know, being able to adapt and adjust, and um, you know, and and realize that that you know, maybe there's a fifth F, which is flexible, which is that fawning will not, you're not going to discredit yourself. You're not going to disclaim yourself by being a fauna or a, or a, or a fighter or a flighter or a freezer. Um, you can actually be the fifth F, which is flexible, the ability to move liberally based on the subject at hand, based on um, variables or factors um, that you can determine and and evaluate 
and that others can help you with as well. You know, I, um, I've always, uh, if you were to ask people, you know, which one I was, maybe, and I'd, and actually I'm going to ask that, um, you know, based on, because I might not think I'm a fauna, but you might think so. Um, put in the chat, if you don't mind, if you think that I am, which one do I, which category would you say I fit into? Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn? I might have alluded to this in the past, um, but, you know, that you know me today and you know of me today and you've had an opportunity to get to know me almost now on a daily basis since August, but before that in clubhouse rooms and in Discord and on the show, um, I would love to hear whether you think I am, uh, whether I am fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. What is my dominant F? Um, so, uh, interesting, Bez says, uh, Bez says, I want to see what the rest of you say. Bez says fight. Um, I want to see what, what, what some of you say as well. Um, Slick says fight as well. I'm a fighter. <clears throat> uh, Praxim is fawning by saying flexible, number five. <clears throat> I didn't give you that option. Um, you know, it's funny because I would say that in my past, there's no question that, uh, that, I, would have, uh, that I would have been fight. <clears throat> that I would have been fight. And in some respects, there's, there is fight in me. There has to be fight inside me. Um, but actually, the more I get to know myself, the more I realize I'm actually flight. I actually run away. Not because I'm afraid um, or, or frightened or don't like the conflict or the confrontation. I am uh, a huge and a staunch advocate for justice. I don't like bullies. Um, I believe in standing up to bullies. I don't like to be silent on the sidelines. Um, if you saw me as a parent of my son of, uh, at soccer matches, there's no question <laughs> that you would say fight. Um, but I actually, as I'm coming to learn and get to know myself a little bit better, for me it's flight, is, is just, you know, is avoidance or running away or just, you know, moving away from, from the pain, from the conflict. Um, Jensa says, you have to be a fighter to be a survivor. All of us are fighter times, for sure, you know, for sure. And that's why, as I said, the, the fifth option of flexible is so important. For mental health is don't be defined by others. Define yourself, right? Don't discredit yourself. Don't disclaim yourself. And in the case of these Fs, you know, uh, and, and you know what? Praxim says, um, he said, you know, option five, flexible, write your own rules. Write your own F, actually, um, that, you know, um, Shadows Pub says, sounds like you're more tactical. Fighters sometimes blunder into situations. Well, I'm, you know, emphasis on the word blunder. Um, but, but I think actually, you know, what comes out of this is, is write your own F. You know, because even in saying, hey, which one are you? Fight, flight, freeze, fawn, or flexible? Even that is actually attempting to put you into a bucket, to put you into a category and say, you know what, I am this F. So come up with another F. And, and if you really want to, if you really, really, really want to break all the rules, you don't even have to come up with something with an F. But it's much more fun, which is with an F, to come up with your own F. 
um, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, flexible, fun, or maybe another F as well. I think it's fun to be able to do that. I think it's fun to be able to realize that life is short, and so in the blink of an eye, everything can change. So why not have fun? goes back to that third leg of my kind of brand, um, you know, pyramid or tripod, which is entertaining. You almost look at it and you think, well, you know, that's superficial, it's frivolous, it's, you know, it's, it's like, where's the substance? Well, the substance is in the, you know, the inspiration, the substance is in the information or the education, but you need, you know, form and function. You need, you know, the, the whole idea of um, uh, the, what you call it, the, the sizzle and the steak. You need both. You actually need both. You need to be entertaining. You can't bore your customer into buying your product. You can't force them into buying your product. You can't, you know, um, annoy them into buying your product. You can't interrupt them into buying your product, you know, through just constant, you know, stalking and barraging them and hitting them over the head again and again and again. Sometimes you do need to be entertaining. Sometimes you need to be likable. Sometimes those crazy Super Bowl spots that you just don't really understand what the hell they were thinking, you know, maybe there was a little a little bit of thinking. Not really because, you know, I mean, there's a reason why they call it the stupid bowl. Um, but there is thinking. And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to be likable. And we need to be likable. You've got to like someone. You've got to like them. You know, th- that, you know th- that's the thing. Being the smartest person in the room, but being an arsehole, is not good enough. It's not good enough for many reasons. Because one, imagine how much you could have sold or how much they would have bought. Or imagine how much consensus you could have created. Imagine how much good you would have done if you weren't an arsehole. So, so the form without the function, you're a clown. And the function without a form, you're an arsehole or can be. And clearly, like everything in life, the beauty is in the middle. The beauty is in the middle, right? For me, the beauty is the middle between education and entertainment. That is the inspiration. That's what happens when you bring those two together. That's the happy middle ground. The happy middle ground between form and function is a business talk show that, you know, that's fun. And that's why almost every guest that's been on my show says the same thing. That was so much fun. This was one of the best shows I've ever been on. You really do your work. You really do your homework. I don't even do any homework. What do I do? I put a few funny little slides on and I don't have one single question prepared. But they're giving me that feedback because I'm pouring into them and I'm focusing on them and making them feel special because guess what? They are and so are all of you and so is everyone listening as well. So remember... The uh, the code is shave, lowercase, one word. It should be active right now and for the next 14 minutes. I hope you all get your POAP. Um, unfortunately, the POAP image is me getting shaved, 
Um, so that might be an image that you prefer never to see uh, again, but that was from my experience uh, at the Hampstead Barber um, from a couple of weeks ago. Have an amazing day. Tomorrow we are back um, to our live read. Remember, we got a, we got Steve in today. Hi, Steve, if you're listening afterwards. Um, we're going we're gonna to get up to 20. Our goal is to hit 20, even if we just hit it once in March. We can do it together. We can and we will do it together. Have an amazing day, everyone, and uh, I will see you soon. Take care. Bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.